Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Laguna Beach, the podcast. It has been a while. I feel like it's been like three weeks since I put out a podcast, which is absolutely wild. I try to do one every week, but you guys know I was home, had a great time home. I hope that you liked the podcast with Kate Kennedy. Had an absolute blast having her on. And yeah, there's a lot to get into this week. There is a lot from the Laguna Beach reunion to some Hills news to Kristen Cavallari's new man. We got, we got a lot to talk about, and then there's some pop culture stuff that happened while I was gone. But I wanted to take a quick minute and say thank you guys, because you guys were very loud on social media this week. And you know what I'm talking about. You tagged me in every post saying I should host the reunion, all this stuff. Unfortunately, I'm not hosting, but I do have a little bit more of a backstory to it that I'm going to talk about at the end of the episode. So if you're a newer listener, how this goes is, you know, I'll do my intro, We go over a Hills episode, and then we go over pop culture stuff. So I hope if you're a new listener, welcome. I hope you enjoy. If you are a reoccurring listener, if you listen every week, thank you so much. I'm happy to have you here. But again, I just wanted to say, you know, thank you guys for being so loud this week about how you felt as though I got robbed a little bit from hosting the um, reunion. And again, I'm going to talk a little bit more backstory about that. So I guess I have a little tea. I don't know if it's really tea, but we're going to talk about that. Okay, how many times can I say we're going to talk about that? Clearly, I'm a little bit rusty after three weeks of no podcast. (laughs) It's actually kind of funny. I almost did a like emergency podcast episode after the reunion was announced and that I wasn't hosting. And then I was like, you know what? If I do a podcast right now and then record again on Sunday, I'm going to have nothing to talk about. So there's a lot to go over. But as always, we're going to start with the Hills episode, and let's get right into it. So I actually have to go back and rename some podcast episodes because a follower told me that when I did, I believe it was three, season three, episode 19 or 20, that it was actually two separate episodes, but it wasn't. So I'm going to go back and rename some things, make sure that I am on the correct episode. But this is season three, episode 22, and it's called When Spencer Finds Out. Now, of course, as always, we have what happened last week on the hills, and Lauren says Heidi now loves living on her own. Remember, she was kind of like weirded out about it, but now she's like all about living by herself. And then <laughs> they bring back the funny line that Stephanie says when she goes, You're so homeless and so alone. And I forgot about that hysterical line. I don't know why I find it so funny. I actually find Stephanie very funny. It kind of sucks that now I don't like her. And we are also reminded that Stephanie and Lauren are getting along great. And then she's like, and Brody and I, we're not getting along great. (laughs) But now it is Lauren's birthday and she just wants the fighting to stop. That's, That's her birthday wish. She wants all the fighting to stop and she wants to be able to enjoy her time. So Steph and Lauren are walking around the Fitum campus and Steph is wearing this this t- vest. She's wearing like a vest with no undershirt and it's it's a look. I mean, 2000s fashion is a look. That's all I can say about it. And she's also rocking some serious blunt bangs. They kind of come and go throughout this episode. This episode is not cohesive with the hairstyles. I will say that. And by hairstyles, I mean mostly the Pratt siblings' hair. But Lauren explains her birthday plans. She's turning 22 and she invites Stephanie. And Steph's like, isn't that weird? And Lauren's like, no, no, it's not weird. We're friends. 
Also, and it, that's kind of the conversation, right? She's kind of like, I know Spencer might not want you to go, but I want you to be there. And Whitney's going to be there and Audrina will be there and it's going to be a good time. And you're now invited. And Stephanie's like, oh, maybe I'll see. My, my brother really hates you, so we'll see what happens. Now, after that scene, the transition song is so good. I don't know if they finally started paying royalties for music near end of season three, but the song is... When I Get Home, You're So Dead by Mayday Parade. It is so good. Such a good emo song. If you don't know it, I suggest pausing this. Go listen to When I Get Home, You're So Dead by Mayday Parade. Then come back and let me know that it's such a good emo song that sometimes you just need to listen to. (laughs) You guys know how much I love emo music. I tried so hard to be an emo kid, but it just, it wasn't in the cards for me. I loved American Eagle sweatshirts and jeans too much. Now, of course, we get the usual shot of a busy LA, and there's a moment that ends with a motorcycle, like, flying around a corner. And for a moment, I thought Justin Bobby was back. I was like, whoa, I, I, I know Justin Bobby goes away for a little bit. I didn't expect him to just pop back up right here. It's not Justin Bobby. It's just a random motorcycle guy. So that's exciting. <laughs> but we are outside of the Spidey apartment. But now it is just labeled Heidi's apartment. Spencer goes to visit and mentions the paint job. Now, remember, Heidi and Stephanie painted together. That was their little thing. They painted, I believe, some kind of light green. And Heidi is basically like, get your video games out of here. Get your jellyfish aquarium out of here. And Spencer goes, are we dating? I mean, girls, I meet them and they're like, want to go out? And I'm like, I don't know. I think I have a girlfriend, but... And Heidi's like, you don't know. You don't know if you have a girlfriend or not. That's not what I said. And Heidi just starts going, if you want to date, you can date. I'm not dating anybody, but if you think you want to date somebody, you can go ahead. And it's actually a really good scene between the two of them. It's very funny because you know that in real life they were still together, but Heidi does a great job. I really like this version of Heidi. And near the end, they start like kind of poking fun at each other. And I actually do. I watch it and I'm like, oh, that's actually cute that they're like pretending to hate each other just for a show. Basically, though, Heidi's like, if you want to date other people, go date other people. But I'm not dating other people. But do what you want, Spencer. Now we are at the Lauren and Audrina apartment, but no Audrina. It's Lauren and Lo, and they do a birthday champagne toast for her birthday. (laughs) And let's be clear, at 22, I was not doing champagne toast for my birthday. I'm just, I wasn't that classy then, still not that classy now. But the thought of like being 22 and being like, let's open champagne and do a cheers never crossed my mind. I was like, let's get a pint of fireball and chug it. But Lo gives Elsie her birthday present and it's a heart necklace. And Lauren's kind of listing off the people who will be there. She's like, you're coming. And Lo's like, yeah, I know. But she's like, um, Audrina's coming. Whitney's coming. Frankie's not coming. And Lo says, he didn't tell me he had a girlfriend. He definitely isn't invited. And I kind of forgot that Lo and Frankie had like a weird little thing for a minute. I don't, it didn't really play out on the show at all, but they definitely had a thing for a hot second. But right away, Lauren's response to that is, Brody didn't tell me he had a girlfriend. And Lo's kind of like, well, he's not invited either. He's not coming. So I don't know why you're saying that. Lo doesn't actually say that, by the way. I feel like that's some inner dialogue that I'm projecting on her. But they end up doing a cheers. And then Lauren casually says, she's like, but I'm seeing Brody tomorrow, so. And again, Whitney will be there. And then she drops the bomb that Stephanie might show up. And Lo is not here for Stephanie Pratt. And I understand that. She doesn't want her friend to get screwed over. I respect that. I see that. I understand it. Now, after that, we are at Stephanie's apartment and we see Spencer in the kitchen. And Stephanie is walks into the condo and she's like, what the fuck is this jellyfish tank doing in my apartment? She's kind of looking around, seeing all of this stuff. And she says, this isn't your apartment. It's mine. It's a condo, not an apartment, Spencer says. 
And then she tells him to get the jellyfish tank out of her apartment. She's like, I will call dad and have someone take this out by tomorrow if you don't. And immediately she's like, have you even been looking for jobs? Do you even have a job? And Spencer just kind of waves her off and he's like, when's the maid coming? And she points to herself. She goes, I'm the maid. And he was like, okay, maid, how about you wash my sheets on the couch? And there's also this little part where they're kind of going back and forth about how she does not treat Spencer well. She's kind of like, I treat you so good. You stay here for free. And he goes, I sleep on your couch and you have an extra bedroom that has clothes. So no, you don't treat me good because I have to sleep on a couch. And I actually love their banter during this season. Spencer's like the dickhead older big brother. And Spencer ends up telling her that he has a plan to win Heidi back. She goes, well, what's the plan? He goes, I can't tell you because you're going to go to LC and tell her. I don't know. And then Stephanie's like, whatever, I'm going out. Again, it's such a sibling conversation. She's like, I'm never going to talk to you again. Bye. I don't know. I feel like my brother and I have had those conversations plenty. Not so much anymore now that we're older. But when we were younger, there were moments I think I've told him I was like, I'm never going to talk to you again. And he's like, please don't. Please never speak to me again. The next scene is S-Bar for Lauren's birthday. And we see Stephanie and Roxy walking up the street into the bar. And the drama starts before they even walk into the club. What I mean by that is who is at the door checking people in? Kimberly, also known as New Elodie. Stephanie signs in and she's like, I'm here for Lauren Conrad's birthday. And you see Kimberly. Kimberly's like, I'm finally going to get the storyline. I'm finally going to get that storyline. And it's going to be more than just Heidi's friend. It isn't going to be more than that. I'm sorry, Kimberly. But the girls walk in and we're at the party and it's a dinner, but I don't really understand it, I guess. And I think that's because usually if I've gone to a bar or a club, we don't eat there. And by, I guess that's wrong. Okay, so I go to bars, I can eat at a bar, but this seemed more like a nightclub and I've never eaten at a nightclub. I guess that that's how I can word it better. But everyone's wearing party hats. Lauren blows out the candles on her birthday. We see Audrina, Whitney, Lowe, and then Stephanie joins the crew, Stephanie and Roxy. And no one seems super happy about them being there, especially Audrina. Lauren calls her over and Audrina's kind of like, what the fuck? So they like, Hi, she's like, hi, how are you? And then Audrina finds Lo to talk some shit because you got, you got to talk shit. And immediately Audrina goes, I just don't get it. I really don't get it. And Lo says, I'm happy Stephanie's being nice to her and that they are cordial now. Everything, I just, I just don't trust her. So Lo is like, okay, maybe it's okay that they're being cool, but they don't need to be friends. Like you can be cordial to someone and not invite them to your birthday party with your best friends. Now we go to Drunk Lauren, and you guys know we love a Drunk Lauren. Drunk Lauren is the star of the show. (laughs) But she goes, can I just, because whenever Lauren drinks, she yells. She's always yelling. She goes, can I just say how awesome it is that you guys are here? And they're drinking vodka rebels, by the way. They just have straws in their rebels, having a good time. And Whitney and the rest of the crew are still kind of like, what the fuck? Like, you see Whitney kind of looking from afar, being like, hmm, what's going on over there? And then Lo decides to talk a little more shit to Audrina. And she says, Stephanie may have good intentions, but in the end, Spencer is still her brother. It's still family, and you always stick up for family first, no matter what. Cut to Stephanie yelling, Water under the bridge. It's all water under the bridge. And then she's like, is that right? Is that a saying, water under the bridge? And Audrina just keeps saying, like, it's all sketchy. I just think she's being sketchy. This is a sketchy thing. Everything's sketchy in Audrina's opinion. Lauren then gives a little drunk pep talk. And she goes, I know we don't know each other very well. I know we don't know each other very well. But I want you to know I think you're a good person. And even Stephanie's kind of like, I'm not a good person, but thank you. (laughs) 
Then they do like a wide screen. And what I mean is, you know, it's been Lo and Audrina and then it's been Lauren and Stephanie and it's been cutting between the two of them. So they kind of like pull out and it's crazy because they're only sitting like three feet apart from each other. I mean, I know the music's loud, but you know when someone's talking shit about you. And Audrina says, smile, they're looking. And then Stephanie goes, they keep staring at us. And then they all like cheers to each other. They're like, till my birthday or whatever Lauren says. The next morning we're at Bolt House and we see Kimberly on a mission. And I'm going to play an audio clip in three, two, one. Hey, so I worked S-Bar last night. Lauren had her birthday party there. And um, Stephanie was there. Spencer's sister is Stephanie? Yeah. Like, she was just there, like, at the club? No, she was there for her party. That can't be right. Yeah, I don't know. And then I was walking around, just kind of checking on everyone's tables, drinks and stuff. Yeah. And she was sitting over there with them. I don't understand Lauren's logic. Like, that's so crazy to me that Lauren won't even talk to me because of my boyfriend. Yeah. But she'll hang out with my boyfriend's sister. I thought it was weird, It's so weird. I don't even... That's crazy. I'm definitely going to have to ask Stephanie about that. After Kimberly leaves, Heidi immediately calls Spencer to tell him the news. And Spencer's like, what the hell is Lauren doing hanging out with my sister? This has got to be a joke. No, this is not a joke, Heidi says really quickly. She's like, no, this is serious. This is happening. And holy shit, your sister is friends with Lauren Comrade. What are we going to do? And Spencer ends it with, that's crazy. She's like a Brody Jr., And honestly, there's a part of me that's like, maybe Lauren was keeping Stephanie close because she knew that that would drive Spencer and Heidi crazy. I know that Lauren and Stephanie did stay close after the show ended, but there is the part of me that's like, I wonder if Lauren was kind of like, you guys want to ruin my life? Well, I'm going to steal your sister and make her my best friend. How about that? That's just, I, I don't know if she would do that. I don't know if that's exactly what happened. I do think that they ended up having a real friendship together. But maybe it started off with a little bit of, hey, Spencer, you tried to ruin my life. Now I'm going to be best friends with your sister and that's going to ruin your life. Again, that's just like my mind playing with it. I kind of, that's just something I'm wondering. But now we are at Toast for a Lauren and Brody meal. And also, teal is very much Brody's color. I do think Brody looks good all the time. Other than recently, I'm not into his, like, longer hair. Lauren's running late, and he calls her, and he's like, where are you? Where are you? She's like, I'm here. I'm here. And one day, I want to make a montage, because before Lauren sits down, what does Brody say? I'm going to give you guys a second. What do you think Brody says before Lauren takes a seat? Before you sit down, let me, uh, let me give you a little hug. (laughs) So they hug, of course, and Lauren says she misses him. And he's like, well, last time you saw me, you got all crazy. And you were like, where's your girlfriend? Where's your girlfriend? And Lauren quickly goes, it was a question. I was asking where your girlfriend was. (laughs) But we find out that Brody's girlfriend is named Cora and that he thinks her and Lauren would really get along. He's like, she's a really cool chick. We We get along really well. I think you'd like her too. And then he's like, how's your love life? What have you been doing? And she says that she has no love life. She's just getting A's in all of her classes and she's really happy. But then she kind of tells him about Stephanie being in her computer class. And Brody is shocked. Brody's like, what? And Lauren quickly goes, she's she's like, I think Stephanie's pretty genuine. And Brody just kind of like nods his head. Brody does not like Stephanie. Brody's never liked Stephanie. Brody still doesn't like Stephanie. And he asks her, he's like, do you think Heidi and Spencer have her scheming? You know, do you think that they put her up to being friends with you? And Lauren gets like deeply offended. She's like, no, she's just a nice person. She's nothing like her brother. And Brody's response is, give her time. (laughs) Just give her a little time. She'll show her true colors. 
The next scene, we see Spencer on Stephanie's couch, and it's about to be World War III. And also, Spencer's hair slash facial hair is so different in this scene. Like I said, I would say his hair gives it away so much more that these episodes were filmed during all different times. Now, you know, production knows better than to let people really change up their hair that much. But yeah, Spencer has his flesh beard going on. He has longer hair. It's more bleached. But I'm going to play an audio clip. This is a longer audio clip, but it is an important one, and it's between Stephanie and Spencer. So I'm going to play that in three, two, one. Yeah, then I went to Lauren's birthday. And you don't think that's weird? Are we five years old? Heidi's apologized to her. Heidi just went there to be like, hey, crazy, why are you mean to me for no reason? Lauren is the crazy one that hates Heidi because of me, who's now friends with you, which is even great. Friendly is not going to somebody's birthday party. That's friends. So, friends. Okay, friends. So, you, you hanging out with Brody tomorrow or what? You got, you, got, you got plans with him? She hasn't said anything mean about you or Heidi. And if she did, Spencer? It's just insane to me. The fact that she talks to you freaks me out. I guess I'm very different than people like you, people like Brody, who... Stop putting me in the same category. You guys are in different boats. His set sail a long time ago. Yours is just... The fact that you don't think it's crazy is what's so crazy to me. You don't think it's crazy? No? I feel like since Laura and I are friends, I could make them friends again. I just cannot believe you want to keep this fight going. Like, no, we there's get no get fight. It. Everyone there's no, gets there's it, no Spencer. Fight. Like, it keeps going. You need That's to stop having me. enemies, Spencer. She's forgotten we're, this. We're She's forgiven cool. Heidi. I forgot it, too. No, you we're haven't, because you're good. making me cry right now. Stephanie, you're making yourself cry, thinking about what you did. So, I'm sorry that you're making yourself cry. The I'm sorry you're making yourself cry line kills me every time. I don't know why I think that is hysterical, but it's like, I'm not making you cry, you're making yourself cry. I don't know. I mean, obviously, Spencer is making her cry, but in his crazy-ass mind, he's like, no, I'm not making you cry, you did this. And he's like, I'm over it, I'm over it. And it's funny because it's 2020 and he is still not over Lauren Conrad not wanting to be his friend. <laughs> now we're back at Fitum, which is the most we have ever seen Lauren in class before this. She, we never saw her in class, but I don't think she's working with Teen Vogue. So that is why she actually has to go to school. But Steph and Lauren are like whispering about Lauren's birthday. They're like, hey, I had fun. And then Stephanie's like, hey, I had fun too. I talked to Spencer and got into trouble. And after she says, you know, Spencer got mad at her, Lauren wheels her chair over. There's no more person sitting between them. That person was probably like, I don't want to sit between these two psychos anymore. (laughs) But Stephanie's like, Spencer made me cry. He flipped out on me. And Lauren's like, Spencer's just sensitive. You know how some people are sensitive about certain things? I make Spencer sensitive. And then she apologizes for causing an issue between the two of them, but reminded Stephanie that she didn't do anything wrong. She's like, you're a good person. You didn't do anything wrong. Don't be upset. Now the next scene... Stephanie shows up to Heidi's apartment and her bangs are in full bloom again. And her bangs were not in full bloom when she was in school, but maybe in between classes, she decided to like make sure her bangs were there. But she takes a seat and she goes, you know, don't you? What? What What do I know? You know that I went to Lauren's birthday. And then Heidi starts to talk. And this is the final audio clip of the episode. And it's also like the last minute and a half of the episode. So I'm going to play it in three, two, one. And I know you want to be friends with her. You do, don't you? Anyways, I heard 
that you went to Lauren's birthday from a coworker. And I was like, first of all, I don't believe this. Like, are you, you're kidding. You have to be kidding. Of all the people in the world being like a sister to me and like a best friend to me and being Spencer's sister. I'm sorry. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, we do have fashion in common. I mean, every girl has fashion in common, you know, like... You just apologized to her. Yeah, but I apologized to her for something that we both were doing. What did you and Spencer do to her that she... I didn't... If you're really thinking that, then I I honestly don't even want to talk to you. If you really think I would do something like that. Like, that's crazy. I don't know. Just be careful with her, because one minute you're her best friend, and then the next minute... Just, like, playing devil's advocate, why? What's going to happen? I have no idea. I wouldn't have been able to tell you the events that have occurred in my life. I mean, obviously, you wanted to go. Also, Heidi's reaction when she's like, you're really going to suggest that I did that? You're really going to say that? Is so telling of how aggressive she is about not being the one to spread that rumor. At this point, we all know who spread it. It was her and Spencer. Yes, a lot of people have also suggested it was Jason, But I don't think Jason really had the, uh, you know, Jason was dealing with a lot of demons then, and I don't think that he would have actively pursued to make sure it hit the, like, tabloids, if that makes sense. But that is the episode. Stephanie is friends with Lauren, and Spencer and Heidi hate that. But Lauren's just kind of like, she's a good person. She's my new best friend. And they're just going to have to deal with it with a like little smirk. She's like, I know exactly what I'm doing. So as you guys know, I was home for the last two weeks and it was awesome. It was so nice to be able to see all my family, all my friends. Usually I'll do like a week at most and I have to cram so much in. But this time I was able to, you know, take my time, actually spend time with everybody I got to see one of my friends twice, which usually I don't get to do that, which was exciting. But I was also able to visit my cousin's grave for the first time since he passed away. And one of the more special moments, I think everything happens for a reason. I'm somebody who really believes in like signs and things like that. But I visited my grandparents' grave and their old house is right around the corner. So that's a house I spent a lot of time in growing up. And my dad like renovated it, redid it. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to drive by it. And you know what, I hope that a family bought that. Like, I hope that there is a family making new memories in that house because some of my best memories happen there. So as I drive by, the family that bought the house is sitting on the front porch. It was like a mom, dad, and three kids. And I started crying. It made me so happy. I don't know. It's just, it's good to know that there's another family that can enjoy that home and make new memories But I also went up to Salem, which was really cool. I'd never been to Salem. I've always wanted to go, but my stepmom and I went along with my sister-in-law and my two nieces. And I don't know, a lot of people were like, oh, give your recommendations, but I don't think I really have a ton. Traveling during the pandemic and Salem during the pandemic especially, like, was really locked down. A lot of museums weren't open. But we got to see some cool statues. We got to see the witch house. We got to drive by the Hocus Pocus house. And it's a lot of walking. So if you do go to Salem, make sure that you have nice shoes on. Of course, we were with my nieces, like I said, who are seven and four. 
So they couldn't really like walk a ton, but they were troopers. They did, they did their best. And I do think maybe we could have done a few more things if they weren't with us, but so happy they were with us. Um, my seven-year-old niece was very into the witch stuff. She was like, how do you know someone's a witch? What do you mean a witch? Like, are there still witches around? She was awesome, really into it. And my younger niece was just there to have a good time. <laughs> but I do think Salem is a day trip. And a few people asked me if you'd be able to go to Salem and Plymouth in the same day. And I think you could probably do it, but you'd be tired. They're about an hour and a half apart. So you definitely need a car. But I, I like Plymouth. Plymouth is, you know, where I grew up, basically. So... I definitely suggest taking a day trip to Salem if you are going to Massachusetts or take a day trip to Plymouth if you're going to Massachusetts. Plymouth, I have a lot more recommendations. Like I said, in Salem, we just kind of like stopped at one place, got some lunch, walked around a lot, a lot of cool statues and a lot of cool history. There are a lot of things that are like, we put this together to remind people that people do have human rights and you can't just kill them, basically. But yeah, it was cool. Um, I don't really, I don't, I don't know. I that's just what people, I keep telling people, you know, they're like, tell me about your trip. I'm like, it was just nice. It was a really good trip. Um, not to get political, this is not like a political thing, but my family and I, we have really different views, but we had some great conversations, which was kind of cool because I was talking to one of my friends and she was saying how right now it's even hard for her to get out of bed. And I feel like we all have that. I mean, we're in a pandemic. The world's still not normal. We're going through a really tough election that we're getting, you know, bombarded with a million things every day. On top of that, we're about to go into, you know, days are going to be shorter. Darkness is going to chill out. It's going to be here a lot longer. Cold weather's coming. So there are a lot of things going on. And I just want to say, if you're feeling like the, like, all you can do is get out of bed, that's okay. We're all going through something. We're, it's been a, it's been a tough year and hopefully next year will be better. But I just wanted to kind of put that out there. Like there are a lot of things going on that we it's not not in our control so that's even harder I know a lot of people are out of work I know a lot of people are stuck working from home I also know a lot of people did not weren't able to work from home so no matter your situation if you're going through a tough time it's okay you're not alone in that but yeah going home was great it was definitely a great reset I was able my friends and I actually got a house for a few days down the cape and I've been like best friends with them since eighth grade. Even one of them, we were in the same kindergarten class. So again, just awesome. And traveling during the pandemic, a few people wanted to know what that was like. So I flew Southwest and they have blocked off the middle seat. I don't think everyone's done that. I'm pretty sure American still has like all seats totally full. But yeah, Southwest was great. I have no complaints. Southwest customer service is probably my favorite. I, I try to only fly them in JetBlue. Obviously, you have to wear a mask in Massachusetts. The lockdown is still pretty strong. It's way different than Nashville, I'll say that. But even walking around along the street, you need to wear your mask. So yeah, as long as you are taking the proper safety precautions, I don't think traveling during a pandemic's bad. I will say wearing a mask for like five hours, four hours was really tough. But I know that there are people who wear them every day, all day at work. So I'm not going to complain that I have to wear one for, you know, four or five hours on a flight or between airport and flight. As always, I put up the, what do you want me to talk about? And I've talked about like my paranormal experiences in the past and this week something happened, okay? I had never dealt with anything like this, but I had sleep paralysis for the first time and maybe it's happened before and I haven't realized it was sleep paralysis, but this time, holy shit. So this is kind of spooky, okay? This is kind of scary. 
I guess it is spooky season, right? So I can tell this story. So again, it's not paranormal, but it's sleep paralysis. And I don't know if I've ever felt it before, but I definitely had it on Thursday morning. It was like 4 a.m. But I am someone who talks in my sleep. I have really bad nightmares constantly, all that cute stuff. Like friends will be sleeping over and they'll be like, you were yelling in your sleep. I'm like, oh, just ignore me. Thursday morning, I i mean, Wednesday, I was really stressed. I had a really tough day Wednesday. Um, that's something that I'll get into a little later. But I was really stressed out and cried myself to sleep. <laughs> I can't lie to you guys. I always try to be as open as possible. But I ended up waking up at 4 a.m. on Thursday because I was having a nightmare. And in my dream, somebody tackled me. And it really felt like my body was tackled. It felt like I got really hit. And that's why I woke up. And I let out like a really loud, deep breath. And I couldn't lift my body other than my head. So you ready for this? This is where it gets spooky. So I look up and I see a mother and a little girl standing at the end of my bed. And I started to panic. I tried to kick them off my bed, but like obviously I couldn't move. And I was like, go away, go away. And it's so insane because they weren't looking at me. They were like looking out the window. And you know how light comes in through the shades, the way in like lines? That is how they were lit up but my shades were totally closed. And it was, like I said, a mother and a daughter. And I mean, needless to say, I got up, I walked around and I did not fall back asleep because that was probably one of the scariest things I've ever dealt with in my whole life. So if you're someone who deals with sleep paralysis often, I am so sorry. It would, like I said, it was so scary, so terrible. And yeah, that is my spooky story for the week. (laughs) But something else happened this week. Jay blocked me. What did I do to Jay Cutler? Jay Cutler blocking me was a little bit of a shock, but it also seems like something Jay Cutler would do. He'd be like, oh, why is the Laguna Beach page following me, block? But I basically realized Jay blocked me when people were like, oh, he posted Kristen's book in his story. Isn't that awesome? He's being supportive. And I was like, oh, I can't find his page. But am I mad? No. Like I said, I feel like it's such a Jay move. And in a way, I feel almost honored. But I know when I was in Salem, I tagged him on a statue that had goats on it. And I didn't think that like a goat statue would make him so mad at me because he has goats and I love goats. And I was like, oh, maybe he'll think this is funny and maybe he won't even see it. I did not expect him to see it, basically. But anyway, I still think Jay's funny. So if you're trying to get into the Facebook group now, you can add Jay to the list of people who have me blocked. <laughs> Kristen's cookbook is number three on, or was number three on the New York Times bestsellers after its release. And that's exciting. Uh, a few people have asked me if I'm going to buy it. And honestly, I'm just not a cookbook kind of gal. I know how to cook like eight things and I keep them in heavy rotation. I just know that if I bought it, it would sit there and get dust and I don't need that. But I'm super happy for her. I know it's been quite a year for her and I'm sure that seeing it at number three was a huge win in her eyes as it would be for anybody, obviously. But she's also ahead of Jesse James Decker who apparently put a cookbook out. I didn't even know that, but I'm sure Kristen was kind of happy to see that she beat JJD. Also, Kristen has a new man in her life. Whoop, whoop. She's dating a guy named Jeff Dye. Apparently he lives in either Chicago or LA. I couldn't really tell by his Instagram, but they were caught making out in Chicago. It was on TMZ and a few followers sent me his name right away. And I was like, all right, this is Jeff. Jeff is a cutie, is a hottie patati. I almost said cutie patootie. Then I'm like, no, I have to say hottie patati as Alex H would. But it looks like Kristen is moving on. And he's super cute, so good for her. Now, we all know that there have been a lot of celebrity quarantine babies, so I'm going to make the list, okay? 
Mindy Kalin actually had a baby during quarantine, and I had heard rumors about that through like different celebrity blind blogs, but I was kind of like, mm, I probably shouldn't just throw it out there until she confirms it. Like, I didn't want to be the one to be like, yeah, Mindy Kaling also had a baby. And then people would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I'd be like, oh, well, maybe she did. And I don't know. <laughs> so celebrity blinds had been saying that she was pregnant all throughout quarantine. But she had a baby named him Spencer, I believe. And you know what? She knows Spencer Pratt. I wouldn't name. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. I actually really like the name Spencer. But that's now she has a son and a daughter and that's awesome. And she, you know what? A lot of people, they're like, well, who's the baby's daddy? Who's the baby's daddy? And it's like, it doesn't matter because the mother is Mindy Kaling and she's fucking awesome. Other people on the list, Emma Stone is having a baby. Megan Trainer just announced she's having a baby. And then Catherine McPhee and David Foster are having a baby. Speaking of babies, somebody asked me about the Vanderpump Rules babies and if it was a pact. And whenever I hear that, I think of the pregnancy pact, that Lifetime movie. And that was actually like real life for girls. I think they were 13 or 14 in Gloucester, Massachusetts. And there were like six or seven of them and they all decided to get pregnant at the same time. I remember one girl slept with like a homeless person and he then another got pregnant by like someone in their 20s, whole bunch of stuff. But whenever I read that is like, do you think it was a Vanderpump Rules pact to have all these kids? I was like, oh my God. <laughs> if you don't follow Vanderpump Rules, the people who are pregnant are Lala, Stasi, and Brittany. I don't know. I don't think it was a pact. I do think that once Stasi and Lala said they were pregnant, Brittany was was like we're gonna get pregnant right now too and Jax was like yeah but I want to be the number one guy in the group still <laughs> apparently there's gonna be a Coyote Ugly sequel and in my opinion it won't be as iconic as the first movie but I do have some hope I mean it's badass chicks working at a bar dancing serving drinks it has to be good as long as they have a good cast it has to be good know who I want to see be a part of it Kiki Palmer she I just I really like her I think she's funny and I think she'd do a great job but fun fact, when I moved to Nashville, my only close friend was a Coyote Ugly bartender named Peyton, who I love to this day. But I met her when I was on vacation in Nashville in July. Needless to say, once I moved here, I went there all the time because everybody there knew me. And I mean, I was like 26, still going out and being wild. Now I'm 29 and I'm hungover after four White Claws. But maybe one day, if you guys are interested, I'll talk about the Coyote Ugly stories because there are a lot of them because I became like a quote unquote honorary coyote. I went to a lot of their birthday parties and they were really welcoming, which was super cool. An update with Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn. This is kind of random, but NT Lawyer, the um, Crazy Days and Nights Blinds website that I like, he said that Joe and Taylor are donezo. And typically, Taylor's team would have posted something on Joe's story by now. I mean, I mean, Joe would have posted something on his story to fight the blind item, but he hasn't yet. But I guess in the words of Justin Bobby, truth and time will tell all. One thing I was really excited to talk about, Demi and Max. Demi Lovato and Max, whatever his last name is, broke up. And I know it's been like two weeks, but I still wanted to cover it. I feel like when the engagement news broke, I said that I hope that if he is a creep, Demi realizes it before the wedding. Then all those insane tweets leaked about his love for Selena came out and Demi stood by her man's side for like a week. Now, if you missed it, Max started to make claims that he found out about their breakup through tabloids and Demi's team denied that. Max then started to post the most insane things. I mean, what a 
fucking psycho. I will say that. What a loony tune. He had these insane stories saying how he wants the best for her. Then he posted screenshots that he was listening to her music. Now, obviously, that didn't get her attention. So what does Max do? He starts to turn things around. He started to post Taylor Swift songs. If you don't know the background about this, Demi has openly said things against Taylor in the past. Um, Demi's also managed by Scooter Braun, and I'm sure you know the background between Scooter and Taylor by now, but I, I did kind of think that was funny. I know that that's shitty, but I did, I was kind of like, oh my god, he's really just starting to, like, really get out there and do this shit. But again, at this point, he's trying to get a rise out of Demi. He also started going on Instagram Live and crying about her, and honestly, that's scary. Like, that's, that's a lot to, to put together. But one thing I thought was kind of like, Max, what are you doing? He posted it. He's like, I'm filming a movie called blah, blah, blah. And that's and now I know that my fiance broke up with me through Instagram or whatever he said. And I'm like, you made sure to plug that movie, though, didn't you? And I hope that Demi has someone with her because Max seems a little dangerous, if you ask me. Demi, on the other hand, she really hasn't said too much, but she did put out a breakup song. You know, Scooter was like, we're about to make some money off this breakup. But my guess, know what I think's gonna happen? Write it down because I might be right with this one. Max is gonna try and get on some podcasts or maybe like Us Weekly telling his side of the story. I give him maybe two months of laying low before he tries to do all that. I think he's gonna start the new year off with some Demi tell-all. Another thing that happened this week is Morgan Wallen was supposed to perform on Saturday Night Live, but TikToks of him partying in Alabama or Georgia came out, so SNL was like, hell no, you're not coming on our show. Now, a lot of people are there like, let him live his life. Like, if he wants to make up with a bunch of girls, he can do that as long as it's, you know, consensual. And I want to say, if you go out and make out with a whole sorority while COVID is spiking across the country, that's on you. Like, that's your business. But in my opinion, that isn't the issue here. I'm guessing that SNL said something to the effect of, please be mindful because we're doing live shows and we've been extremely safe. They probably asked him to maybe quarantine for two weeks or like, please don't go to college and party. But he did and he got caught and he had to face the consequences. He actually came out and admitted to chasing after the wrong things because, I mean, he got a DUI earlier this year. He's been caught partying and, like, he got thrown out of Kid Rock's bar and I feel like you have to do something crazy to be (laughs) thrown out of Kid Rock's bar. But I think people think that SNL canned him for partying, which I guess technically they did, but it was because they are taking their COVID precautions really seriously and it was clear that Morgan wasn't. And also, I saw a comment from someone saying to cut him some slack for being young. He is a 27-year-old father. Like, I don't want to hear that he's young and dumb. I just, I don't. And a lot of people are like, well, he just started to get famous. And I guess that that's true. Um, He's a country singer if you don't know who he is. But he is starting to get more fame. And women love him. Or girls, college girls love him. I should say that. I just, he doesn't do much for me. (laughs) But I like his songs. He's a, I like his music. But yeah, I just, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, I guess. Because... He did not, I guess technically he did get cut from SNL because he was partying, but he was partying during a pandemic when I'm sure that they gave him a certain protocol to follow and he didn't follow that protocol. So yes, I guess they did, you know, can him for partying, but it's because of what's going on in the world right now. Does that make sense? I feel like I said that a hundred times over and over. So yeah, Morgan Wallen has decided to take a step back as well. He put out an apology on his Instagram and he was like, 
you know, I'm going to step back from the, from social media, from partying and focus on myself. So I'm wondering if rehab, the way he was saying it, I'm like, oh, is he going to go to rehab or something? I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens with him, but I wish him luck if that's what he's doing. Also, when I taught, when I did the Glee deep dive, I talked about Melissa Benoit and Blake Jenner and how they got a divorce and he was really abusive to her. And I felt like the world didn't give a shit. Like I felt like media did not cover it appropriately because she was like, he broke my eye socket. He beat the shit out of me. He was really emotionally abusive. And Blake ended up actually coming out and saying, yes, I did those things. And again, it's still not being talked about. It's still not being covered. And I'm just kind of like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I feel like something should happen. But I guess that's something we'll have to wait and see. Tory Lanes has officially been taken into custody for shooting Megan the Stallion. So hopefully she gets some justice there. Because again, the media did not talk about that at all. I'm sorry. She was shot in the foot. I think twice. Like that should have been headline news. I shouldn't have to just find about it out about it through Twitter, in my opinion. I think it was actually on TMZ, but again, it seemed like most people didn't talk about it, which is fucking crazy. Megan the Stallion, she has a lot of bops. She's a big bop maker, and she has, like, always the summer anthem, right? I feel like every summer, or the last two or three summers, it's been like, oh, it's a Megan the Stallion song. We're gonna bop to it. All right, now we're gonna get into some Laguna and Hills stuff, okay? We're gonna get into it. First of all, I wonder if Lauren got a new PR team. Now, I don't know how you guys feel about Lauren's latest marketing ventures, like going on the Whitney podcast, the James Charles drama, a Laguna reunion. I just feel like she has to have a new PR team for sure. I mean, that's the only explanation, right? She's even posting more on her Instagram and on her story. I mean, she's still making sure it's perfectly curated, but she's definitely posting more. And I've always said that Kristen has always leaned into her Laguna roots while people like Steven, Lauren, and Lowe have leaned away. But it seems like Lauren's new team is like, no, you're going to fully lean into this. And I just think that she has a whole new team pushing the Laguna love, the Hills throwback, and throwing some influence drama. There you go. There you have it. Perfect recipe for a big comeback. I mean, she is going into the makeup world now. I know that's kind of newer for her. And yeah, so bravo to her new marketing team. And a lot of people are like, oh, her voice sounds a lot different than it did in the past. She actually said that she did a lot of damage to her vocal cords from yelling over club music as long as she did. Also, this is breaking news. Lo has finally followed Lauren on Instagram. And I'm kind of like, I wonder if she did that so it wouldn't be asked at the Laguna reunion. Speaking of the Laguna reunion, let's talk about it. So when it was announced, a lot of people were like, did you know about it? Did you know about it? No, I had no idea. It was a surprise to me as well. I know that they teamed up with an organization called Headcount to try and get people to vote or sign up to vote or check their voters' registration. Oh my God, I cannot say registration. I'm sorry. I I have recorded that like four times in a row and I can't do it again. (laughs) So I'm going to let that little mishap of me not being able to say registration stay in. But a season two cast member reached out to me and let them let me know that they were not asked to participate. This is season one only. So it's going to be Lauren, Lowe, Kristen, Steven, Dieter, Trey, 
Christina, Morgan, Talon, and Polster. And I think it'll be like the Mean Girls reunion that just happened. It's going to be like 10 to 15 minutes of them talking about the show and also why it's important to vote. I really don't think they're going to get too deep into the whole political aspect of things. But there is a part of me that wishes they would because I know that there are both Biden and Trump supporters on the cast. And I think it would be interesting to see a civil conversation about it. And I don't, I mean, I don't think they're going to touch it at all. But I I do think it would be kind of interesting to hear like opposing sides and have it be an actual conversation. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about that, right? Like I have kind of done the whole Laguna Beach thing for three years and I always thought if there was a reunion, I would be involved somehow. I'm not. (laughs) Maybe there's still time, but I really appreciate you guys tagging me in everything. And I guess the reason that this upset me so much, because it dropped on Wednesday that it was officially happening, and on Wednesday, they the girl who's hosting posted it on her Instagram. And let me just say, I do not condone people commenting on her Instagram post being like, should have been Laguna Beach. That's not cool. That's, you know, she got it. She has a, she works for Us Weekly, and I'm assuming Us Weekly is also working with Headcount to put this Zoom reunion together. But what happened was on Monday, a cast member reached out to me through my DMs and asked if I would be interested in potentially hosting this Laguna reunion. So I was like, yes, absolutely. And they told me it'll just be a quick reunion. It's going to be more about voting than about drama. It's going to be really low key. And I was like, hell yeah. Yeah, I'm the person for you. I will do this. I promise. And they basically said they were going to bring my name up and hopefully they would know something. So on Wednesday, when the news came out, I was like, holy shit, I'm going to be able to host this. Like, oh my God, I cannot believe it. My dream is coming true. That cast number member, you know, the fact that they even thought that I would be right for this was incredible. I was so excited that I was top of mind, all this stuff, and then I find out I'm not hosting. And that was a real gut punch, right? Like, I, I, I am so thankful that you guys think I would do a good job, that this particular cast member would think I do did a good job, but I, I don't know if it was out of their hands. I don't know exactly what it was, but all I can say is you guys were super loud and... I think that you caused enough noise to let people know that it should that I deserved a shot at being the host. Another cast member reached out, a different one than the one who I mentioned, reached out and they told me they were like, I don't know what I can say to make this better. It was out of my hands. If I had a say, I would have put your name in the in the ring. And I don't know. It's just one of those, I don't know, it's tough. And I do think if it was season two cast, it would be different. That's who I've always talked to more. But I, again, I feel like if I didn't get that DM from the cast member being like, you, you'd be perfect for this, basically. And then they never reached out again to talk about the fact that I'm not hosting. It just, it really run me the wrong way. And it's actually funny. On Wednesday, I wanted to put, like I said, I want to put together like a um, emergency podcast to talk about it. But I was so upset. I was really hurt. That's why like I shut off um, responses to my story and all this stuff. And I think that there is, when you run a fan page, basically, it's a really weird thing because obviously I owe Laguna Beach to the cast of Laguna Beach. I know that without them, I would not have Laguna Beach. But I do think I've put in a lot of work over the last three years to help continue to make the show relevant, make memes, all this stuff. I put together a timeline of like when I created the show and what happened every year following. Not created the show, I'm sorry. Created the podcast, Instagram, all that. But I'm going to try not to let this get to me. Maybe somehow I can still be involved. 
but I don't, I don't think I will be, honestly. But again, I appreciate you guys, you know, tagging me a hundred times, hundred plus times on Lauren's post, Stephen, Dieter, Trey, you know, you, you made it clear that, um, that, yeah, I don't know. I just want to say thank you. And I am still excited to see how the reunion goes. I'm not going to like boycott it. Obviously, I'm not going to not watch it. It was just kind of, you know, it was kind of a, a punch in the gut, I guess you could say. So much so that Crazy Kelly was starting to come out. I was starting to get mad and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to change my name to Nostalgic Biatch. And I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> I don't, I, like I said, Laguna Biatch will always probably stay my handle. So that is that. And um, I guess I just kind of rambled, but it's probably going to be like a 10 to 15 minute Zoom reunion. It's going to be really, I don't think it's going to be very deep. Maybe they'll have some questions on like, how was being on TV at 17? How did that? I don't know. I guess we'll have to see what happens. But again, don't be mean to the actual person hosting because that's not cool. And we'll we'll see what happens. Now I'm going to end this with some Hills updates, some reboot updates. And I can't lie. I genuinely didn't think that the Hills would be coming back. I was very doubtful, to say the least, but according to TMZ, it's coming back. Brody Jenner was apparently the one holding off on filming New Beginnings because he refused to go out of state and film. It would be like Big Brother or Jersey Shore Family Vacation, and I can understand that. I'm kind of glad that he held out. Apparently, he said that people care about their lives in LA, not in a random house in Colorado or wherever, and I do agree with that again. I think that making it, you know, real world Jersey Shore style in 2020 wouldn't have worked. But if it happened in 2007, I would have been all for that mess. Brody also told MTV that he was willing to wait to resume production until there was a vaccine for COVID. So Brody's like, listen, I'll hold out forever. I don't really want to do this. <laughs> now the pandemic shut down filming for the season, just three episodes in. And Jason, of course, said that it was going to be the best TV ever, basically. When he was on my live, he was like, no, this is going to be great. It's going to be awesome. It sucks that we had to stop. But again, according to TMZ, MTV has continued to press Brody, but Brody basically kept saying no. He wouldn't be down to film outside of LA. He's like, these are where my 20-year-old influencer girlfriends live. I can't, I can't just leave them. They need me. But MTV apparently realized that they couldn't do a show without Brody. So now it is said that the show will start filming again in about a month or so. And after all this back and forth, Brody still hasn't officially signed on to do the show, but TMZ said that it should be a done deal sooner rather than later. So that is it. That is the podcast. That's all I got for you this week. Oh, actually, that's a lie. I started watching Emily in Paris, and it is a terrible show. Emily in Paris on Netflix is horrible, but I can't stop watching it. Like, I really cannot stop watching this show. And I cannot tell you, I do social media in my real life as well, not just like a podcast and stuff. And I'm like, this chick, she's like, <laughs> I don't know, as a social media manager, she makes so much money. And how can she afford all these nice things? I think I'm only like four or five episodes. I don't know. I could be like nine episodes and I don't even know how long I'm in. Like, ugh. Anyway, it's not a good show but I'm going to still watch it. And Netflix made the perfect show that is awful, <laughs> but you want to finish it. I also did watch American Murder. And let me tell you one thing. If, I don't know, I mean, I like true crime, but that one really got under my skin. And it also makes me really mad that Netflix didn't talk about a few things that other people have talked about. So if you don't know, kind of like trigger warning, I guess, that Chris Watts killed his family. He killed his wife and two daughters. And it was really tragic, obviously. Obviously, it's tragic, Kelly. 
but he goes into detail and all this stuff. But what they don't tell you is he actually tried to kill the girls before he killed his wife. So he thought he smothered the girls while they were sleeping and then he killed his wife and then the girls walked in and he was like, wait, didn't I kill you? And then it's just, ugh. Like I said, it actually makes me sick. And I I like true crime, but yeah, it made me like physically ill. So if you, it's really hard to listen and watch, just saying that. Also, there is a Dolly Parton documentary that just came out and I love Dolly Parton. Anything Dolly Parton does is amazing and I suggest you watch it. It's very uplifting. She is a bad bitch of a woman and I mean that in the nicest way possible. She's paved the way for a lot of women. She opened a lot of doors and she gives back to her community a lot, which is another reason why I love her. But yeah, those are my, those are my show suggestions, I guess. Um, If you are planning to travel during the pandemic, I will say security lines were not bad, uh, but still try and get there an hour early at least. And you'll be asked to wear a mask. So get used to that. And yeah, I just, I hope you guys have an awesome rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon. And again, I just want to thank you guys for giving me this platform and letting me do a podcast and letting me run a fun Instagram. And I really think we have a really cool community here. So yeah, have an awesome rest of your week and I'll talk to you next week. I really miss doing the podcast. It was was a weird three weeks without you guys, but I'll talk to you later. Bye.